Good evening. For those who uh, don't know me, my name's John, and I'm one of the pastors here. I help lead this church. It's great to have you with us this evening. Why don't we start by asking a few questions? What do you know about God? Do you know God? Is God knowable? Or are we just beings who are longing for meaning and purpose, and we're just making up this idea of God? I mean, who did we just sing to in celebration with Christmas carols? And who, in our darkest hours, do we cry out to in our pain and turmoil? The longing for God is something that all of us have experienced at some point in our lives, if not at many points. The question is, can we know God? What's he like? How do we meet him. Why for so many of us does there seem to be this deep longing for something more, for something eternal? And yet so often as we contemplate the eternal, we're brought down to earth with this kind of bang as we think about all the suffering and evil that exists in our world. And we ask the question, this is wrong. How can all this ever be overcome? Einstein said, if anyone who is not lost in rapturous awe at the power and glory of the mind behind the universe is as good as a burnt out candle. Now maybe some of us are here today and you don't have rapturous awe, but maybe you do have some kind of head knowledge about this mind behind the universe, about God. Or maybe you don't really think about God. Maybe it's really only ever at Christmas time that you contemplate who God is. See, my conviction is that only having a mental understanding of God means that we miss something of the incredible, ever-expansing, never-ending, inexhaustible joy and adventure of actually knowing him personally day by day, by day. See, whether it's Einstein's words, or whether it's something like quantum mechanics, or whether it's archaeology, or whether it's theology, or whether it's astronomy, or whatever, I believe that everything in the universe is singing a song that's all pointing to something. Whether it be nature or science, whether it be Harry Kane scoring a goal for England or the playing of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, as we reflect upon all these things, we see that they're all pointing to something. And the message of Jesus is that all of these things are not just pointing to something, but they're pointing to someone The word became flesh. The the transcendent God became eminent man. The bringer of grace and truth. The powerful creating God of the universe is present with us. Now we heard it a little bit just there. We're going to quickly look at the book of John. Because John speaks to this reality that, that, that all of the universe is pointing to someone. I'm going to read John uh, 1 verses 1 to 5, skip a few verses and then read from verse 9 to 14. It says this, In 
the beginning. Where have we heard those words before? Well, right at the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis 1.1, it says, in the beginning. See, John, the author here, he's intentionally using these words to point us somewhere. He's pointing back to the very beginning of creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. uh, From verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, some of us might be here this evening thinking, hold on a minute, John, aren't we meant to be talking about Christmas? The thing is, we are talking about Christmas. See, the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, they give us this earthly perspective, if you like, of the Christmas story. But John's Gospel gives us the cosmic perspective, the grand perspective of the Christmas story. So let's go through this text a bit. I'm going to share uh, a few very brief thoughts, and then we'll sing, and we'll go and eat mince pies and have hot chocolate together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hurry up, John. (laughs) In the beginning was the word. Let me ask you, how do you know somebody? I mean, how do you really know somebody? See, I go to the gym a couple of times a week. I know it doesn't really look like it, but but I do. And there are lots of people at my gym that I see all the time. And even though I see them every week, and I might even recognize them in other places, at the supermarket or on the street, if you were to ask me, do you know that person, I would say no. I just recognize them. I've just seen them before. Because in order to know someone, what do we have to do? We have to exchange words. We have to communicate with them. And communication is this exchange, isn't it? Whether it be via text or on paper, digitally or verbally. But we never truly know someone until we've exchanged words with them. That's true, right? So then the question is, how do we know God? Well, John tells us here in John 1 that he will speak to us through his son Jesus, who is the living word. That the creator tells us that he will communicate with his creation through his son. See, one of the things that makes Christianity unique and distinct from all other worldviews is this thing called the incarnation. God taking on flesh. 
The word became flesh. God became human. God is with us. And unlike other faiths, uh, following Jesus is, is not, a, it's a bit like Sarah said, it's not God away from us. It's not God apart from us. It's not God indifferent to us. It's not God is us. It's God is with us, and he speaks to us through his son. The creator, the one at the beginning, leaves all of heaven and comes down to earth. He gets on a level to communicate with us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God is speaking to us through Jesus who comes in flesh and dwells among us. So you say, well, God, John, what is God actually saying to us through all this? Well, the funny thing is that sometimes when we're communicating to someone, especially when we're trying to communicate fact or truth, sometimes our words just aren't enough. What do I mean? Well, look, maybe we've sent an email to someone, and we get to the office the next day, and that person comes straight up to us, and they say, I just don't get it. Can you show me how to do X, Y, or Z? And what they're asking us to show them is the truth of what we mean. They're like, don't just tell me how to do that. Show me how to do that. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. You may say, well, God, I need you to speak to me. And God's response is, not only am I going to speak to you, but I'm going to show you. See, the entirety of Jesus' life is a word from God. It's God communicating not only through Jesus' words and his teaching, but through every single aspect of his life. God speaks to us by showing us who he is in Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. The word became flesh. A bit further down, it says, the true light that gives light to everyone came into the world. Let me ask you, do you know this true light in your life? You see, Christmas shouldn't be just this good little moral story that we tell our kids about, or just be a a holiday uh, fully about family tradition and, and nostalgia. Christmas is an incredible representation of God dwelling with us, God communicating to us in the flesh. The story of the gospel, the good news that has come to us is the story of God becoming king. But but, but this king's inauguration, it doesn't take place in a palace, but in a stable. Let me ask you, do you know this king? See, the crazy thing about Jesus is he didn't say, follow me because I'm going to point you to the way. In fact, in John 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way. All other faith leaders say, follow me and I'll point you to the way. And Jesus says, you don't need to do that because I am the way. I am God among you. I'm God dwelling with you. I am the way for you to know God because I am God incarnate. Friends, if you want a word from God today, it's Jesus. 
If you want to know what God is like, it's Jesus. If you want to know what God is doing in the universe, it's Jesus. If you want to know where real dignity, worth, and value come from, you'll find them in the word of God became flesh in Jesus. All our literature, all our songwriting, all our music, our education, our movies, our studies, everything is pointing somewhere. And it's pointing to the one in whom we've sung about this evening. The one to whom all of the universe is pointing is Jesus. And Christmas is a reminder to us of this great truth. Look, I know for some of us that Christmas can be an especially difficult time. When we remember lost loved ones, parents, children, family, friends, the empty seats around the dinner table, I know it can be especially hard. But I believe that God has spoken a word to us today through his son, Jesus, that our our suffering in this life, it's not meaningless. See, the word that God has spoken to us through Jesus is that all of the pain, suffering, evil, and death we experience in life is not in vain. The word spoken to us begins at Christmas, but it ends at Easter with Jesus experiencing the same suffering, pain, and evil, dying on a cross and then rising from the dead. Jesus is alive. He was killed at the hands of those he came to save. You might say, well, save us from from what? What are you talking about? Well, I'll close with this. Back at the beginning of creation, we were in perfect relationship with God, but we chose to turn our back on God, to live our own way. We've been doing it ever since. At that time, we were separated from our creator, and Jesus came to make a way for us to be back in perfect relationship with God again. See, Jesus was born in order to bridge the gap between us. See, at Easter, Jesus defeated death and freed us from the power of our selfishness, which the Bible calls sin, and free us from the penalty of sin, which is death. And he promises us one day in the future to deliver us from the presence of sin altogether, which is called heaven. The God of the universe suffered the hands of his own creation, Dorothy Sayers, a British author from the 1900s, says this. She said, For whatever reason God chose to make man as he is, limited and suffering and subject to sorrows and death, he had the honesty and the courage to take his own medicine. See, for whatever reason God allows suffering in our lives, which I don't fully understand, it's not without reason and it's not in vain. And more than that, he's not away from us, but rather he is present with us in our pain. We mustn't forget that following Christmas is Easter. This babe came in a manger, humble and lowly, but would go on to give his life to save ours, to defeat sin and evil and death, to give us forgiveness and new life to baptize us in the Holy Spirit, that we would know him every day on earth and forever. And then to use us to be part of the restoration of this planet, overcoming the darkness, to be his children, speaking and showing the world his great light and his great love. 
The most famous verse in the Bible, and many of you will have heard this, is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Let me ask you, do you want eternal life today? You say, well, how do I receive that, John? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9, it says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus offers us today this free gift of salvation he is here and he stands at the door of your heart, 12th of December, 2021, and he's knocking. But he doesn't force himself into our life. We have to open the door. Let me ask you, have you heard a word from God this evening? Do you want to let him into your heart this Christmas? Do, do you want to know him personally? Do you want to be empowered by his Holy Spirit and live with him now, every day, and for all eternity. To know Jesus, to know him personally, God with us. Why don't we stand?